Spiro Didis in VR. Scotty Pippen's a farmer. And Vern Troyer. And now WTMJ presents The Tripod, a sports and pop culture podcast with Justin Garcia, Scott Warris, and Ashton Rotman. Got the upgrade, huh? Got the full name in there. It was producer Ashton before. I gave myself uh, a new tag. So did you demand that be updated? I, I don't think I said anything to anybody, no. I you didn't have... think to just do that. No, I should have. I didn't know this was happening to begin with. You should have put them in alphabetical order. We are oh all equals God. here. We all own 33 and a third percent of this project. Are we really equals here? Well, who owns the 0.4%? Cool, Greg. Company. Um, I mean, sad news. Vern Troyer's gone now. Did he do anything other than, um, I almost said Ashton <laughs> Powers, Austin Powers? That's my nickname. Vern he, Troy. Uh, why do I remember him for the, what was it, uh, MTV oh, Celebrity? Oh, Surreal Life. Surreal yeah, Life. Yeah, those were good. Just getting drunk out was, of his mind. Those were good. Vomiting, urinating when, uh, everywhere. Flavor Flav met uh, Brigitte Nielsen. That's right. They did the, what, Flavor of Love? And How did that not last? Which Flavor of Love or... It's a great show. Well, who else? Who came from Flavor of Love? There was the. I'm uh, trying to look up hoops, and didn't she used to date Shaq? And then uh, New York, right? Because then they who then went on to her, have her I love New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vern Troyer was in the Love Guru. No, yeah, that's what it says. Uh, Mad TV. No, no. Something with Ludacris. Pass. I think he was in a music video with Ludacris. Word of mouth. Uh, he was in Sabrina the Teenage Wish. Which? Which? Uh, Bubble Boy? Do you guys remember the movie Bubble yeah. Boy? Well, well that was mm. Jake Gyllenhaal, wasn't that it? That was a bad movie, yeah. You yeah, still haven't gotten to it. It was Surreal Life. He was in Men in Black. As what? The cat? The guy that played Edgar. Alien Son. <laughs> That's what it says. Ironically, These are all 15 years ago. Wait, Has he not worked? Ironically, he was also in a movie called My Giant. Oh, mm. with Billy Crystal. Was it that one? I Billy already, Crystal I, I and George Mirasan? I already scrolled past it. Uh, he was in some Trailer Park Boys episodes, apparently. I've never seen that show. I hear it's good, but it's not my style. Okay, so. He didn't even get to the surreal life. He, keep scrolling. Surreal life. What what year are we talking here? Uh, like 2000? Yeah, early 2000s. Are you sure? He His IMDb is I that long? I know for a fact he was in that. I used to watch it religiously. It was one of like four viewers they had. Bobby Brady hooked up oh, with... Oh, yeah, um, with uh, Adrian Curry. The model, yep. Yeah. From America's Next Model. And then model. they had a spinoff reality oh, show. Oh, yeah. I was just looking at movies, so called? I'm sorry. My Fair, My Fair Brady. Brady. What? How do I know what is that? that? Yeah. That is sad. What is this? My- China was on. Hold on. What is real life? What is My China. Fair Brady? Another, <laughs> another R.I.P. <laughs> do, we have a tr- do we have a Trump drop? No. Nothing, okay. You know none of these? No. Wow. I'm trying to look them up. But You're I can't. not pulling your 33 and a third right now. Four years old. Millennial, too. I, I'm trying to. China was on there. Uh, Ron Jeremy was on one of them, I remember. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the one with China. Maybe that led to uh, a collaboration. Christopher Knight? Well, that's Peter Brady. I know. I'm Tammy just, Faye Baker. Oh, Tammy yeah, Faye Baker right. was on that one. Now that I saw the that's picture, right. now I know that. This is some weird... 
Wait, it's surreal. Why did you guys watch this? It was entertaining. It was addictive. Oh my god, the the, the like cover art for each of these is terrifying. And then uh, the WWE did basically the same thing when they launched their network with Legends House, where they just took old wrestlers and had them live together. Equally entertaining. Who were the wrestlers on that? I never watched it. Uh, Roddy Roddy Piper, rest in peace. R.I.P. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hi oh. Uh, no, I. <laughs> uh, mean Gene Okerlund. Uh, Who is still doing commercials. His voice yeah. pops up he, for... He was on Levitard yeah, quite he often. Yeah, he on a radio show. Interesting commercials. Um, Pat Patterson, where they used that as a platform for Pat Patterson to come out as openly gay. Pat Patterson came out as openly gay? Did. Jeez. I didn't know was on that. Oh, uh, Tony Atlas. Oh, uh, Howard Finkel was on there. The Fink. <laughs> that's not a real name. The Fink. The Fink. Yeah. Is that his wrestling name or is no? He his, was that's his birth name. His Howard scientific Finkel. government name. He was is, the ring announcer. Yeah. Mm. A couple other guys, but good show. Good show. Check it out. What's it called? Oh boy, Legends House. How long has it been off the air? Well, it was on the network, and apparently they they filmed it like a year and a half before the network launched. Well, they had to have some shows in the in the can. Yeah, I mean, you have your library, but this is something for you, Ashton. To as you as no. you as you no. as look it you up. get You're deeper wrestling, yes, no. as you get no. deeper into the no. WWE, which no. I know the process is underway. Trust the process. WWE baptism the process. WWE. Trust you it. say baptism. Yes, WWE you're being baptized baptism. into the WWE. Is that just like a? Just gonna dip you in the water. Bunch of oil. The uh, a baptism, yeah. No, no but like there's the WWE, the, the baby oil. Okay, all right. <laughs> speaking of trusting the process, thank you for segueing from that instead of speaking of baby oil. <laughs> well, we could take it there too. Seventy sixers up, three games to one. It's really slipping away for the Heat. Oh, I don't know if they're using a lot of oil now. Mm. I don't know where my my ding sounder is. Um, as we rec- as we record this, it's now two to two between the Bucks and the Celtics. Is this now advantage Bucks? You were there. You go first. You were there. Yes. He says yes. Why? Oh, man, I didn't know it was going to be a follow-up. People say that, okay, so here's what the talking heads say after the Bucks tie it at two. Here's the phrase. I think I heard this a handful of times, and and not from you. I'm looking at you. No, seriously, not from you. Others. Well, the Bucks are now in the Celtics' heads. They're now in their heads. Now the Celtics are starting to doubt. Now the Celtics are thinking, oh, man, you know what? We thought we had it okay, in pretty good shape without Kyrie, without Marcus Smart. Yes. Is that, but is that true? Or do you go back to Boston? I, Justin's brought it up a bunch of times. Deli, and I can't believe I agree with this and it's fact, but Matthew Dellavedova That's my guy. has made – Quite the impression, Matthew Delladova. Thank you, Tony Allen. Yeah, he's he's uh, actually done. He stuff. just said that just so he could hundred percent. I wanted to say it earlier, but I couldn't find it. So Delladova or Thon Maker, what the bigger impact on this series to get it to two two? Well, Thon Maker, um, at least in terms of what we can tangibly rate. 
But Matthew Del Vadova, I, I think, as cliche as it is to say, the intangibles. And this is the reason why you brought Matthew Del Vadova here. You could see, especially in Game 3, he's just a pest. And he's the guy that you hate to play against, but if he's on your team, it's funny to watch. You could see him getting under the skin of the Celtics. But the thing that jumped out to me the most was it happened on Friday in Game 3 and it happened again today in Game 4. Every time when Delhi was on the floor, every time the Bucks would make a substitution, Delhi would walk to the scorer's table and talk with whoever was coming in. I can only assume it's giving some type of instruction and saying, this is what we're, we're doing, this is what you're ne- you need to do, here's the game plan or whatever. I think that's been a huge impact for him. But you saw again today, there were times when he just irks other teams. And we saw frustrations boiling with Greg Monroe. Uh, Jason Tatum kind of took a swipe at him and kind of gave him a forearm shiver where he's just annoying the crap out of the Celtics. And I think that has been big in at least turning some of the momentum. Yes. I look for you for analysis. So, five blocks shots many, again for Thon, though. Ten blocks in two right. games. If Henson doesn't get to, hurt, does is this different? Because Thon obviously didn't see the floor at all, except for what one minute in game two in the blowout. Blowout, yeah. So, what does he see the floor? Does Prunty make the? This is the thing we've talked about. Prunty has outcoached Brad Stevens the last two games, right? Yeah. Well, well oh, game yes. three. Yes. How how did how did Prunty outcoach Stevens in game four? Um. I would say the. I fact was going to say push. I would push. I would say right. The fact that he Here, at least kept the same rotations today is a, yes. But a here's win. what I guess the better question is: How did you? How would you phrase this? Let's think. Oh, well, let's work it through it. Did Brad Stevens outcoach Joe Prunty more in games one and two than Joe Prunty did Brad Stevens in games three and four? No, I think he he outcoaches him by default. Brad Stevens does. Mm. He's already a better coach than him. Just so then it's yes, but I think everything. I think it's been advantage Prunty just because of how much Game Three was in their favor and how much that changed the series. Who has done the better job of coaching this series? So was it a mistake to not have Thonmaker play more this season? In hindsight, well, well, yeah, in hindsight, it's all we have. No, no, because when they didn't play him, he didn't produce. Right. So what is the difference? I'm I'm so I'm Play intrigued. Off thon. But what, what what does that even mean? He well, seems uh, to emotionally feed off things. He does, but, and he said that. Um, there there was a couple other reporters too talking about. I don't think we can name one of them, but um, works for a station that's a little further down on the dial. Down or up? Up gets down. higher. Oh, down. down yeah. Can't get much further down. Rhymes then. with BSPN. And uh, give me a sec. You can figure out who it is. First name rhymes with Derek, and uh, said that they saw he saw Thon Maker before the playoffs. I think this was after practice, the final practice they had before the playoffs, and made some type of comment of "You ready?" And he was just a hundred percent, absolutely. This is my time. To the point where it, it kind of caught him off, like, this guy doesn't play. What does he mean this is my time? But, look, he's produced, and he said the conversations that he had with Kevin Garnett between games one and two where KG told him, 
you've got nothing to lose, so just go out there and play. And I'm assuming this happened when he knew John Henson's not playing. He had to be given the opportunity to play. But look, look what happened with the Raptors last year. Norman Powell wasn't playing, and all of a sudden they found something. Norman Powell played the rest of the series, and that was advantage Raptors. Mm -hmm. So these things, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, just tend to happen in the playoffs. It just the way it happened yesterday on Friday night during that game is I think is right away he, did he miss or make his first shot I can't remember but it was right away as everyone's like all right Thon's in everyone the fans were all what? getting it, a, ready for Thon to be in and excited and it just it worked he had a couple of block shots I think in his first defensive series yeah it started on the defensive end for him before he hit the three his first shot anyway get a big block I think within like the first two minutes of him right. being in the game now all that being said I. I don't know what the status is of John Henson. I don't know if he'll play in Game Five. Should he? If if he's should he? Does yes. it matter? I, I think yeah. when when he's healthy, they will play all three of them hmm. because there were times today of the three guys who's your best rim protector, probably John Henson. There was times today in the third quarter when you saw the Celtics were what two of ten from threes in the first half. The outside shots weren't falling in the third quarter when they went on their run. They started to knock down threes, but that started when they just went right into right. the paint and went to the basket. That would have been a scenario where if all three guys are healthy, I think Joe Prunty makes the switch and puts in John Henson. But I think we're to the point now where Thon Maker is probably going to play the most minutes at center of those three guys for the remainder of this series. And Zeller and Henson will just be used on a rotational thing depending on the game situation. Do we want to make predictions? Now, with that said, Don Maker won't play again for the last the next three games. Do you want predictions, to make predictions of what? Of the series. How do you? F- okay, well, all right. If you Bucks don't want to go, six. Out, you don't want to go out on that. All right, you did go out on the ledge. How do you feel wins. right now? Well, I feel a whole lot better no, 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 than I no, did no, on no, Tuesday. No, 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 no. then when this when, when the series started, I, I'm not going to ask you how you compared two oh, to two to but down 0-2, uh, I mean, down 100 percent better. Really? There was. This Look, is what should be happening, though. That's what we talked about. I mean, in, in all, the reality is this should be the result. Like Friday night, that should be what the result is in this series when you're playing a team without Kyrie Irving, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward. But the coaching of Brad Stevens is what's been the expert and just the, how poorly the Bucks played in these first two okay. games. Let me ask you this because this is something that we have, the three of us, have all hashed, hashed out. A defensive mindset for an NBA team. I d- no, and you're laughing already. I'm listening. I'm I'm ready for expl- this. I'll, 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 I'll look at you. Oh, how do you how do you explain a defensive intensity and a performance like we saw on Friday, especially, but in large stretches on on Sunday too? How do you explain that compared with just about? Everything else we saw over the first, I'll say, 84 games, the regular and then the, the, the first two games in well, Boston, other lo- than no, – hang I, on, hang on. Other than a simple, pure desire and want. I'm not going to use the term fire and passion. I, I think there's something else to it. I think what scheme. Else? Literally the scheme. What about the scheme? They started switching a, a lot more on Friday. They switched. They, anytime they switch, any of these big stretches – so, for example, when they went 8-1 oh, and one right after Prunty first started, their defense started switching a lot more. I, I think there's a lot to the fire and the passion. I like garbage too, but the scheme is they started switching on guys. They started actually using their length. Okay, let's 
explain that, though, because I think a lot of people just hear other people say it. Please explain. Because all, oh, I, I, see, all I see is – What is this switch? Switch, your defender, switch defenders on who you're defending. All I but, see but is – You don't have to always, thing, run, you don't the, have to always the, run into screens. You can just say take the, this guy instead. This is probably going off the tracks here. But the thing with basketball analytics is somebody coins something, then you hear somebody say it, and everybody repeats it, but nobody knows what it means. That's what it seems like. Did I not explain what switching was? I'm saying in general oh. here. It's a direct shot. Look, all I'm saying, you're right. There why, is, why do you think there's a, there's a difference? Because it's they the playoffs realize, that trying. Yes, yes, yes. I don't disagree the, with that necessarily. It's, it's the playoffs. You're down 0-2 at the time. You're down 0-2. You know if you go down 3-0, it's done, it's over. Oh, right. Goodbye. Your season's done. That's all it is. And that, in a nutshell, Friday night was so enjoyable to watch, but that in a nice little 48-minute nutshell, is my frustration with this team this year and in large parts the NBA in general. Now, there are teams, there are exceptions, obviously. But that's it right there. I guess I don't understand why there isn't more frustration when you look at how they play on Friday night defensively and you look at everything else that happened in the 84 games before that. And it just, how do you not lose your mind? I think part of it is what there's certainly, as you're getting to here, there is certainly a Jekyll and Hyde portion of this team where we've seen stretches where that's how they play, and then five straight games where it's the opposite. So they it's, it's they not, did not play, and, and you watch every game. I know you do. Tell me the well, last that time. exact way. No, no, no. But they'll put together good games and good defensive efforts. For a game, for a half, and then you don't see it again for maybe 10 games even. Um, But not to diminish, it ultimately comes down to the players, but not Mm -hmm. to take too much away from that. There's a large portion that Ashton just pointed out that this was a scheme change, and this is what everybody that follows this team, that you see analysts, national guys that break this stuff down, even coaches saying, I don't understand why the Bucks don't do this. Mm-hmm. They did that on Friday and went to this. They did it again today. So I think the hope is and the assumption is this is it for the rest of the playoffs. This is what we're going to see. So maybe that kind of lit the switch here. But in terms of you know Jabari Parker, too, much different guy. There was a lot more effort there on the defensive end. He looked like a whole new player on defense. He had three blocks today. I think it was three. I, you, may, you know, and this this could go back to the the effort and the trying with Jabari Parker on defense specifically, but he looked like he knew where he was supposed to be. He knew how he was supposed to play his exact, exact spot, and he was aggressive in the sense that he wasn't just going through the motions like, oh, I'm going to try and block the shot. It was he was staying on, the guy, on his guy or on whoever was in his area. I think the biggest encouragement was that Joe Prunty stuck with the same rotation, and he just stuck with what's working. Friday night, every button that he pushed worked. Tonight, you saw the run in the third today. You saw the run in the third quarter um, and in the fourth when the Celtics took the lead briefly. But by and large, he put the right guys on, on the floor at the right time. So to see that going forward, and I guess see how they weave in John Henson, but 
it just feels like, I keep going back to it, the changes you saw, however small they were, the Raptors make after three games last year when Jonas Valanciunas, we saw early on Greg Monroe's dominating him. Jonas Valanciunas couldn't play in that series. It finally, after a couple of games, you saw Dwayne Casey realize, let's go small, let's put in Norman Powell, and the Bucks had no answer for that. The way that Thon Maker allows them to play defensively when you're looking at this Celtics team that is missing a lot of firepower, if the Bucks defense can play like this against a team that's going to struggle to score without Gordon Hayward, without Kyrie Irving, that could be a huge advantage here in these final two to three games. Forgot to turn my mic on again. Mm. Overall, though, do we all feel better about this you're series? You're not supposed oh, to acknowledge sure. mistakes, by the way. Why not? I'm only it draws human. attention to it. I'm only human. Maybe you meant to do that. I didn't. I wanted to turn the my only... mic on. You know what you want to do if you don't want to acknowledge mistakes? Don't make them. Don't you make them. It. You yeah. got it. Well, oh, who, of course. We, we, all, we all feel better about this yeah, series. Right now. Do you feel good enough to think that they're going to win in six? I feel like it's fate. It's fate? It's got to be at this point. Brandon Jennings back. I mean, it just feels like they win in Boston. Can't win in six And without. you have game six at home. To have the chance for the crowd to chant Bucks in six in game six and close it out. God, would that, would that chant go on well, the entire here, game? Oh, and here's the other thing. It just felt like they that building was owed this victory because so many times the Bradley Center has been full of heartbreak. And there's mm-hmm. been countless seasons that have not been good. But think back to all the big moments. I mean, you have to go back to 2001 with – the win, uh, how they played in the first round against the Magic, that series against the Charlotte Hornets to win the final two games in Game 7 there, the Eastern Conference Finals against the 76ers in Game 6 there. But after that, I know they won the two against the Hawks back in 2010, but last year, Game 4, chance to take a 3-1 to lead. Worst offensive outing maybe of the season. They lose that game. All the games against the Bulls, other than Jared Bayless's game winner, just feels like, and I, I think everyone in that building, most people, I should say, once the Celtics took that lead, and it was one hundred and ninety-nine. Here we go again. There was mm-hmm. you, your throat just dropped into your stomach and thought, "Oh, jeez, yep. here we go." Yep. The Bradley Center needed that. You know, it's kind of funny, even though the Celtics did end up taking that one-point lead at the, uh, towards the end. Every time they made a run, and Giannis would come down and hit a shot, and you'd still kind of be at ease just for a little bit. It felt different. Uh, the fact I that they think were, we're in a different boat there. I don't know. I felt there a little bit better that they definitely at least an uneasy feeling. I didn't for the final for four and a half of the final min, final five minutes, and there had to be because how many double digit, let alone twenty point losses this uh, season, twenty alone, point yeah. leads had they blown this year? That would not have surprised me at all if Boston would have won that game, and you went well. It only, it's only fitting that, in all likelihood, the final game of the Bradley Center went well, the way that so many games did this year in the second half. Well, that's the thing. You lose today, and in all likelihood, that is the yep. final game at the Bradley Center. Mm-hmm. Well, we all feel good through four games. Not so good as to say that they have the advantage now in the final three. You know what's tough for me is, um, so we do this thing on the broadcast where we do Bucks history and, and 30 years of memories of the Bradley Center but it how do you balance okay we'll do this today when who knows this could be the last game 
you can't sit on any goal. Like you got to front load it with your oh. best stuff because. So what uh, was yours today? Because you knew you had this game. Uh, what today, was your this day in history? Well, I don't or this Bradley Center moment. Do you remember? Uh, the Bradley Center moment was the the two wins against the Hawks in mm-hmm. 2010 to tie the series at two two. And then I believe, and then they won Game Five on the road, didn't they? And then lost the next two. They were up three to two in that series. Did that go seven? Yeah, that wasn't four two. That wasn't the six game went series. Seven, but seven was kind of a blowout from what I remember. But the Hawks had a home. No, Hawks no. had home court. Yeah, but the series ended in Milwaukee. I was no. there for that game. They lost that game. I've never been to a professional They sport. lost game six in Milwaukee. It was a seven-game series. It was a seven. Yeah. yeah. And that's the one I was at. I have never been present for a postseason a win, win. By, by any of my professional sports teams. I'm over. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. Before we get off this, Hubie Brown, and I know you were not able to hear this because you're part of the, the great radio broadcast. Maybe Hubie said it when we were talking before the game. Hmm. Either that or when you were – did he tell you he bumped into Danny Ainge? They were both going <laughs> for French me, yes. toast at the same time. Yeah, he told it me. It wasn't French toast. Hey, D- Danny Ainge almost spilled coffee on you? Okay. Anyway, close, yeah. <laughs> Hubie Brown, I knew he was good. I have never heard more of him than I did in games three and four when he's doing the game for ESPN. Ageless wonder. I'm telling you. And I, I, I listen to broadcasts, and, and we all hear it differently because we're in this business. I cannot tell you a single time in the two games he did where something came out of his mouth that not only just made sense and was, rele- was relevant, it was substantive. Everything that comes out of his mouth is substantive. There are analysts, and there are really good analysts out there that will say something Maybe there's not a lot of substance to it, but it sounds right. It's fine that he or she said it. It was the right moment to say it. Not a lot of meat to it. I'm telling you, every time this guy opens his mouth, and I'm not telling a lot of people anything they don't already know, but for me it was a a real revelation. Every time he opens his mouth, I learn something. Is that Mark Jones with him? Yes. They play well off each other, I thought. But So that got me thinking, and I I think I texted you guys this week. I said, the NBA – in terms of television analysts, nationally speaking, they've got to have more quality analysts than any other sport. Do they, have, do they have the most opportunity, aside from football, to have a bigger amount of analysts? Like baseball, there's not that many national games. Well, uh, baseball, hockey, you think same count thing. All the local. Get, all the local well, he, said, he said national. That's why I'm, I'm that. thinking. Look, I'm thinking the big networks. There we go. What, what do you mean, there we go? ESPN has several. Fox has at least two. For baseball. Yeah. MLB what Network. Is, what, does guys. MLB Network have their own or do they use? Bob Costas. Okay. Jim Cott. I've always enjoyed Jim Cott. I don't know. Maybe you disagree, but I, I just. I mean, I, I he, agree because I watch more NBA Hubie games. Brown, right. All right. Well, then I. Can't banter with you on this one. Van um, Gundy is, is is really good. Van Gundy is good. Mark, I, I don't know if Mark Jackson is good or he's just good because he's usually next to Van Gundy. They that that, that three man team of him and Breen, those well two and Breen, each other. yeah, that I works think well. Mark Jackson, people that don't like him, 
are just clouded by his coaching. I don't think uh, – Where's John Barry? I hope we don't get into it. Uh, I don't think John Barry is good. I don't think Reggie Miller is good. Brent Barry Brent is, is okay. Good. Brent, Brent, I think. Brent Chris Webber is also – when Chris Webber is good, he's really good. He's coming along. But when he's not, it can be bad. But by and large, I would say Chris Webber is good. He's fine. Doris Burke. Don't forget Doris Burke. Well, she's, she's a full-time NBA analyst now. No more college basketball. She's the analyst. That's why I, mi- I I was I missed I missed Doris Burke in the women's final four this year. I missed her voice. She was what? not a part of any of it. Who? Kara Lawson did a game last is, night. Um, also, I believe. Well, Kara Lawson's working for the Orlando Magic, right? Yeah. Wizards. Uh, yes, Wizards. Wizards. Who? Wait, was it? Who works for the Hornets? Stephanie Reddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who was doing the game last night? That was Kara Lawson. She she did one of the games yesterday. And you did she do the Utah game? That sounds right. Because I think uh, Adam Schefter was the sideline yeah, reporter. What it was, was the Utah. That? It was the Utah game. Yeah, he's done. Schefter was doing. He's doing. Yeah, last insult. year he did something with the NBA. Oh, I'm surprised this year. you can uh, break away on the big draft week. Well, you know, all three all days. All the prep that needs to go Everything. into the three day like long the seven mock drafts event. from each network. So, yes. uh, just for crying out loud. The draft. The amount of attention we pay to a crap shoot. To this bull crap yep. shoot. And all the update. Oh, here's my mock version 1.0. Here's hey, mock, mock version this. 2.0. Come on. This is the stupidest thing ever. Dude, Nobody knows. Nobody people knows. actually watch this. People the go NFL to the draft. draft. Their fans go to the, the draft. That's bad look, enough. What what is this show too that I see on ESPN where they're doing like fan base shows? Like they're they're ranking fan bases? No, I I gotta find it now. Um, but the the Utah game, I saw Adam Schefter doing sideline. Well, ESPN has fired so many people <laughs> in the last five years that they've got to go to the. Yeah, I mean, Schefter can't have Ed Warder do it. He's not find at him ES- some work. He's not at ESPN anymore. Oh, he's gone. Ed Werder's uh, at uh, Fox. Uh, oh no, he's working for the Cowboys now, I believe. I believe so no change. <laughs> is what you're saying. Um, but I saw Adam Schefter no, on there, right. and he I is saw working for the Cowboys. His mustache is at Fox. <laughs> and I saw. <laughs> I saw. Um, they brought something out to Kara Lawson, and who's Kara Lawson doing the game with? Um. It's going to take me a minute to find it. The jazz, I got to assume it was the Jazz, but they like brought out these huge milkshakes. I think it looked like. To oh, the it was uh, Dave Pash. Game. I think she was doing it with Dave Pash. Yes. Now I remember you. Yes, I saw that, and I was real jealous. What? That's- like this is a thing all of a sudden now. The Bucks did the same thing for Doris Burke when uh, they had the Sunday night game with the Sixers. They eat something they just on the bring air. Something. Well, in Doris Burke's, it was because she got in the Hall of Fame. Oh. But you see this on most of the Sunday games on ESPN now where, oh, here's this announcing crew. Let's bring them a giant apple pie a la mode. Desserts are good. It's usually a, you, one of the you, featured you, food. You do this. Of the what, what if the arena is like, hey, Scott Warris hey, is here. Hey, Deep dish pizza. Here you <laughs> hey, go. Hey, guess what? I do radio. Can't eat at the same time. If you're doing television, 
you can stuff your face you and saw just play. It's called <laughs> multitasking. You, no, you can't multitask eating and talking at the same time. You can, you just shouldn't. Anyway, speaking of multitasking, hmm. Brett Favre almost had to. Apparently, I'm. I I don't know why we didn't think of this, but I'm all in. He Too bad said it's no. Not, I know, but I'm saying this was discussed a long time ago. Brett Favre with whom? That he would be a potential. He'd be perfect. He'd be like the next Don Meredith. They said, "Will he move into the booth?" That was one of the things that was thrown Years out there. Ago, sure, but I think we all kind of assumed eh, he's probably not going to do it at this point. Do we know that who the Monday Night Football? Oh. When will Jeez. we? This has got to. I mean. Tess is waiting for a partner out there Tess. somewhere. Yo, Tess. They're just going to cancel be, uh, Monday Night Football. Do they not have I an analyst? I they, haven't seen. Nope. Who's, have not the, um, who's the Dr. Pepper guy? The coach? No. The Dr. Pepper guy. From the, the commercials? commercials? Yeah. With the visor? Larry something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, co- well, the coach, but yeah. Just have him do it. <laughs> Would that be better or worse than Gruden? At least it's a push, right? They both wear visors. One's Hawk, would and, they, would, one's Hawk and Dr. Pepper, the other Hooters. He's Hawk and Hooters? <laughs> he's a, he's why, a why did you Hooter have to Hawken. turn off your mic for that? I almost said something. <laughs> hey, speaking of football, too. We're talking football? Aaron Rodgers, my new boss. <laughs> <laughs> Until. Huh? <laughs> How about that? Until he says goodbye. So, I mean, here's the other thing. If I'm the Packers, I'm like, okay. Well, here's our bargaining. Here's our leverage. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. You're vested with the Bucks. He's going to be a minority owner with the Bucks and then Bolt. That yeah, be, we're we're going to take five mil off of that That would contract. be funny, though, if that happened. This is a, clearly a, a PR move, right? It's a weird PR How move. How many minority owners do the Bucks have? I mean, if you were actually to look at the ownership breakdown, after you get past the big four, the big three, the big four, Big four. Who? Uh, I, I, come on. There have got to be a myriad well, of minorities. Well, there's a rule. There's a cap on how many you can have. Really? Um, My point is simply it, it, it's, it's a nice it's little quite PR a few. Move. It's, okay. There you go. According to those rules, too, I don't know how much we should really get into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bottom line, bottom line, is it weird that he is a – Oh, he's the first active athlete to be a a current active athlete, though. Because I think Peyton Manning owned part of Papa John's Pizza. Oh. Guys, we have a guest, I think. That's quite a transition. Well, he can can (laughs) add to this. Oh, let's go. Let's do it. Oh, it's it's cool Greg. What's up, Greg? Hey, hey, what's going on? Greg. Uh, Hello? Greg, what did Peyton Manning own while he was playing? Was it just Papa John's? Um, didn't he have Budweiser too? Oh yeah, well, the Super Bowl. He, did. he had the Super Bowl. He had to sell some, didn't he? Well, it didn't, yeah, because didn't... he said he was going to have a cool Budweiser after his win. That was a, that was a hot topic. I remember afterwards. <laughs> yeah, because they're saying win... how much money he made. If you win the Super Bowl, what's the first beverage you're going to try and Gatorade? Probably <sighs> Gatorade, Gatorade who's not paying Budweiser. Me? Mm. Who's paying me more? <laughs> That's well. See, there you go. Who's paying me more? That's the better <laughs> right. part. I'm probably having something top shelf, though. If I'm coming off a Super Bowl win. Greg, did you just wake up? No. Okay. I came off of work. <laughs> just Why? checking. No, just checking. Well, you Scott little, has this theory of, of 
Naps after three o'clock. Oh, that's right. You this should is not- primo nap time, I will say. You're a Today's, napper? Uh, oh, I oh yeah, I have to be. Mm. Why? Good morning. Because I told the morning shift and then you know, I got time to myself. I'll probably pass out. Have you know, right after lunch. <laughs> kind of perfect timing. Ease in the day. And then you know, and then come in for the night shift. You mean pass out from fatigue? Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's maybe, maybe not fatigue. More like a job well done, right? Who's who's telling you the job well done? Yourself or like peers? Me. That's, hey, that's fine. I need a nap. That's my reward. I, I'm not a napper. I don't. I don't get. I don't understand naps. This isn't like an everyday occurrence, though. Don't get me wrong. I'm not just mm. napping my life away. <laughs> you know, Greg. Do you find a a kinship with Justin going back to your UW lacrosse days. When you started uh, working here, was there an immediate bond between the two of you? There always was, yeah, of course. Yeah. There always, always was. Before there always you. was. Wait, I'm a likable guy. I don't, since well, when? Yeah. I mean, I didn't get my name from you guys for nothing, right? Let me ask, I'll ask you both this, because you both went to UW lacrosse. How did neither of you get pushed into oh, the river? God, that's <laughs> Wait, you want to push them into the river? No, because of things. <laughs> so we were given a list before we taped of what we can't say, and now Scott jokes about a serial killer. Okay, oh, first of all. What was his nickname, though? The Didn't Smiley Face Killer. Smiley what? Face, that's right. Could someone give me context, please? Justin, oh, Look it away. up. Well, I mean, uh, well, I don't with, remember the exact being... numbers, no. but it was always males. Uh-huh. That and like would like be with a group of people, but then off alone, and then found dead in unfortunately the in the river, in the Mississippi River. Which, let me say, if you've never been to Lacrosse, Wisconsin, it's before, hard to get there. It's the river is not in the way by any right. means. It's not like it's an obstacle on your way to anything else. It's and then once you get in that direction, you have to go out of your way to get there. Right, and I don't understand because they found cars there. Yeah. Multiple cars in the river. I'm with my girlfriend who went to Western. You said they found mm. cars in the river after like Oktoberfest a few times, Western's right? A tech school up there. Well, yeah, yeah. Three, three tech, schools right school. by each other: Viterbo, Western, Lacrosse. I've got it on a very good authority, Wikipedia. There's a smiley face murder theory that it was. Oh yeah, a couple of New they York found City detectives. Like, well, they found what? like smiley faces carved into trees or something in the area, so then it became the smiley face <laughs> killer. I remember. Yeah, th- uh, Does that have a number count? Uh, I want to. It was close to fifteen or twenty, but I it was like thirteen. It was like stagnant for a while, and then it popped oh. back up. Be- I remember one of the last years I was there was when I think the first one in like five years, maybe closer to ten years that it happened. So they had this town hall that they broadcast on TV, and I remember watching that thing where. Everybody from the city showing up, talking to political leaders and mm. police officials, and I remember uh, nobody was smiling. I, <laughs> there he is again, joking about death. I find this. I'm very I skeptical. I remember on your theory, uh, an, an older an older gentleman <laughs> walks up to the mic and says, "Get off my lawn." Close. <laughs> Close. Get out of my river. <laughs> Older gentleman walks up to the mic. Starts singing, old man river. <laughs> this is tragedy that he's joking about. And says, um, you know, 
this can't happen anymore. Have you, the police in the cross, have you seen my wife? <laughs> Let him tell what he's saying. Have you loud. looked into motion detector lights that any time a, a physical presence is in that area sets off the lights, police know to go there, something's happening. And the police officer, because this old man also wanted it to basically be like the bat phone, that the lights go off and it triggers a call to the police station. <laughs> sweet. Here they are. The police officer told him, well, you do realize if we do something like that, Anytime a squirrel or a deer or any right. animal runs along the river, we're getting called there. And that old man said, I think it's worth it. Could Don't they you? reroute it to animal control, maybe? <laughs> could they Could they figure out, like, a weight discrepancy? Did, and Here's a question. Have you ever heard of an animal falling into the river? Who, I mean, no. Who no, would report haven't. that? The animal news? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. Is the squirrel family going to go to the local <laughs> gonna go knock on the door affiliate, the, news the affiliate? I, I mean, I don't. For the reason that Greg already pointed out, it's tough to get. And it's nowhere near where you're headed if you're uh, going back to any of the campuses. Right. It's exactly. not a serial killer. Just, no. And, Justin, did you ever get um, emails from, like, the chancellor around – Oktoberfest time. Oh yeah, to volunteer to patrol the river. Yeah, I mean, most of our emails were about the drunk bus, but yeah, we got those too. Right. Okay. Right. Drunk bus is another thing, Scott. <laughs> it transports you from the bar oh, to campus. Is so, it still free? Was it still free? Yeah, it's free. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. To avoid the Deweys. I haven't been on it much. It was a disaster. I haven't been on it in fifteen <laughs> years. Drove the drunks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Let me go, get Scott. To, so. Drunk Fest. What is Drunk or, Fest? Uh, was it? The, I'm sorry. Well, October it basically Fest. is Drunk Fest. <laughs> October, uh, oh, that's October, named. Okay. October Fest and yes. the Drunk Bus. Oh, right. those are two big staples. Okay. Across. And Phasies. And, phases. okay, guys, guys. What? May, maybe I'm talking to the two lacrosse guys. Right? Okay. There was a subway down on 3rd Street that had a drive-thru that would let you walk through the drive-thru. Okay. Oh, subway. You can bad. walk. Little Caesars. Little Caesars with the drive-thru as well. My point is you simply. You can walk right through it. Is there any chance that people are just, I don't know, getting drunk, oh, acting yeah, that's my stupid, yeah. and just falling into the river? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what I think. Oh, I, thought this I, whole I don't time think it's you, a serial killer. Oh, no, no. I thought this whole time you're no, making the, the case the for a The only thing that gives killer. it credence is that it's that far away, that it's out of your out of oh. where you're going, but I, I think it's just kids getting blackout drunk, oh, wandering, good. falling in and dying. So you're good um, with that idea too, Greg? You are not on the smiley face killer bandwagon? No. Greg, no, you know, I don't. you know what my claim to fame was at Little Caesars? There was one time, <laughs> well, first of all, this is gonna I, be great. I had a lot of Little Caesars my second Last senior week. year where, okay. <laughs> <laughs> where <laughs> it was to the point where I would pay for the hot and ready pizza and change. Oh, no. They must hate you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> quarters? It's mostly quarters. Just pennies? Yeah. No, no. I pennies. wasn't, like, coming in with nickels. It was basically, like, $4 <laughs> and quarters. It's not much better. And then here's a dollar in random <laughs> paper exchange. Dollar. I would I would pay for the hot and ready pizzas and change quite a bit. But there was one time when I remember walking through the drive-thru. We were just at one of the bars down on 3rd Street, and there was a, a giveaway from uh, – a beer company that, because who knows, maybe any of them could sponsor us, rhymes with okay. Hiller, and they gave me two, let's call them Hiller Light shirts. 
<laughs> so I remember going there, and this guy at Little Caesar sees these just random shirts, crappy T-shirts. Like, oh, those are really cool. Thanks. I'll give you uh, your pizza for free for the shirts. Like, absolutely. Here you go. <laughs> I'll give you a second pizza and crazy bread for the second shirt. Here you go. Done. You know what the other thing to do is, too, and this could get us in a lot of trouble. So because, Great. look, every college student is, is broke. Like right. fall in the river trouble? Or just this guy? <laughs> I have a question once you finish this. I have so, a question about the river. And now I think I've given this tip out before. you got to be smart about it. can't do it every week, and you got to rotate between the major pizza companies. So you had Pizza Hut, Domino's, Little Caesars didn't deliver, so you can't do that. Uh, right. Toppers and Papa John's. You order one pizza. They come and deliver it. Greg, are you annoyed right now? You seem <laughs> no, like we're wasting I, your hey, time. This, this that last exhale I, was a little loud. He had a long no, day. But, Leave him alone. You just woke no, up from I, a nap. <laughs> not at all. I'm just. I'm kind of regretful. I never knew this strategy up okay. until now, where I don't go to school there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You might be back. I didn't go to school either. Right. You you order one pizza. They come, they deliver it. You take the pizza, wait a couple of minutes, and then you call them back and you say, I just got my pizza and half of it is burnt. You can use that or you say, I think the driver turned it because half of the cheese slid off and is on Uh one side. What they'll say is... First, they don't believe you, especially once you right. do this it sounds like several they shouldn't, times. They shouldn't believe you. Well, they got uh, your name. So they don't really record. believe you. But then they'll say, okay, we'll send another one out. Like, okay. And you have to give them the old one because they don't believe you. They come out with the pizza. You grab it, shut the door, and you got it for free. Or you say, oh, my roommate already threw it out. All the uh, time. It, Bogo pizza. Buy what, one, get one free. Isn't this what uh, Lomino's is doing right now? Don't they have a carryout like, yeah. insurance oh, policy? yeah. But that was that was yes. basically my final year in lacrosse. That was how oh, I ate. T shirts from bars for free pizza or <laughs> or pulling the heist to buy time. one and get one free. I also worked for a radio station. It sounds illegal. Hardee's was a sponsor. Let's just oh, say nice. I had a lot of coupons that <laughs> were used for all of the hosts there. And there was a guy who uh I think his name was, we called him Crazy Gary. I was a Pizza Hut delivery driver. Listened to our show. Nice. And would often drive <laughs> around because this is the cross. So our radio station was actually like a ranch house uh-huh. where the rooms were just different stations. Right. Would drive around doing his deliveries and would just deliver us pizza. And you just slid the window open. There's no screen. And he would, here you go, guys. Is During that- the show. During the show. What room of the house was your station? We would have been like um, master bedroom. No, not the master living bedroom. room. No, no one of the bedrooms. So I'm pretty sure that I worked. At yes, the we same talked radio about this. Station. Yeah, we talked about this. Hmm. And if it's the way, it's the windows right in the front. Like if you walk in the lobby and take a left, we were there. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. No, that's anything but the master. That was like the smallest. Yeah, that, that was, was a like tiny a room. Where it you was got the size the of the from. room we're in now, basically. Actually, smaller. <laughs> I know listeners can relate. Do you know? Yeah, right. Do you know what I just thought as you told that story? <laughs> is there a chance that Crazy Gary is the smiley face killer? <laughs> Have, I think did, we, did you ever consider that? I thought you were going to say, is there a chance Greg is your son? <laughs> well, what? Is there? Is there? I don't know. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a common question. Um, oh. Did I call you next? 
So, so wait. So back to the river thing. I have a question because this reminded me of something of uh, like irrational fears. Is walking into it's something irrationally afraid of a serial killer? No, okay. no, 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 no. Just walking into a river and falling like that's a fear. At well, night, if you're drunk, sure. I'm drunk, sober. Who cares? I don't want to fall. It's an irrational. I fear. also here's the other thing. Like if you're, and I understand the current and everything else has factors into it, but isn't it also kind of assuming? Once you're drunk, you can't swim. Uh, right, you would think. Well, it wasn't the river was always freezing anyway. Well, Do you think yeah, you get like shocked? Though. Yeah. Right, but I'm. I, I wish that you know Scott and Ashton. I wish you'd bend a lacrosse because you would understand how ridiculous it is. Well, thanks for the invite, the first of all, Justin. I'm blame Justin what? more. I'm, th- thanks for the invite. My guess is if you're drunk enough to fall into a river, that according to you guys is difficult to do so in the first place. You are way too drunk to swim your way out of the river and swim against the current or whatever mm. obstacles well, are in your way. And especially if, if the river, like if it hasn't rained in a while and the river's been like flowing, like, yeah, it's game over once you're in there because there's really no easy exit point, you know? Greg, did you ever go into the river voluntarily? Mm, I personally did not. No. I was on the river you, once. Um, no, in the river. In the river? Not, no, I was uh, on, a on a boat. Oh. We're talking about the uh, the Mississippi River. The old Mississippi. For those of you just tuned yeah. in. The old Ye man. The old Mississippi. <laughs> old Miss River. But with with railings and streetlights and... Well, a I lot guess. of that was recently added, too. Oh, that yeah, that could have been. Because when I was there, been... it wasn't there because people uh, kept falling in. And the main attraction is... Down of downtown Lacrosse is Brothers Third Street Sports Bar, no the library, no. <laughs> Shooters no. now apparently. Um, Shooters is. Do you remember? Uh, no, Shooters is still the same. I, I was know. in Shooters Bar we can, once. We can this, keep is, going. this is great nostalgia. Wait. I was in Shooters Bar once, and when I walked in there, this is like four years ago. They were playing the 1997 Super Bowl Packers and the Patriots. Oh yeah. Yep, they, when I went in there. And it was like April. The, uh-huh. Oh, they, they just circulate it. They circulate that and the same 12 tracks of 90s pop rock. Oh, like... Uh... Like they'll do like My Worst Enemy <laughs> by Lit and Blink-182. Well, that's what Brothers did when I was there. Blink-182, um, a lot of Maroon 5. Yep. Do you know what Taylor Scott? Is? How you doing, Ashton? What's going on, Who man? Was the was uh, Simple Plan? They would play Simple Plan a lot. Right, Yellow Card. <laughs> yellow Card, yeah. <laughs> We're throwing yeah. it back. Greg, do you have any hills to die on? Um, anything like I'm dying anything, on one right now. <laughs> anything that's usable? <laughs> or a river to die in. Yes. Ooh, we'll read it in a segment. It's wildly inappropriate. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I was hoping the hills to die would come organically. <laughs> but anything, All right, man. Well, next time. Um, Next time. Greg, let me ask you this. Um, I know how these guys feel, and it disappoints me, but should you be recognized for meeting expectations on something? (laughs) Um, Such a rude thing. (laughs) Um, To what level recognize? You did your job. Everything that's – well, anything. If I said, hey – do make ten copies. Does that reserve recognition when you make ten copies? No, no. Thank it does you. Not. not if it's our remedial. <laughs> well, it, that also your scale of remedial then comes. I, you know, again, oh, this my is goodness, what, copies. Uh, I suppose. Whatever. This is what I, I said to mean, Justin. But... 
I said to Justin, there's nothing wrong with being nice. I know Justin has a problem with that. That's fine. We all hear it every day and see it. Right. Which, see, Greg agrees. Goes against everything he stands for. Just saying. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with telling somebody they did a nice job. Congratulations, you did your job nice. Congratulations on a job done. done. Let me update the numbers here because – Oh, do you, you, you have a okay, pulse, so you have it, pulse so for it us? jumps up. Uh, well, this – without my answer and Greg's answer before it was, should you be recognized for meeting expectations? 67% of those polled said no. Now with Greg and I in the mix, it's 71%. <laughs> it's a 5% swing. 4%. 4%. Carry the two. Mm. Yep, you're right. I don't think that's fair. Greg, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. What is your pancake perspective? Ooh, that's right. Week? All right, yeah, let's segue into this. This let's is good. It. I forgot about this. Your day job, one of your day jobs is working at a... We don't even need to know that. We yet. don't? It's a, it's a particular oh, pancake fine. house. We won't specify. No, no, don't, don't. No, no, they're not that original. good. Besides, if we're going to plug one, I got a different one to plug. But go ahead. Okay, great. It's not international. It's not Denny's. fictional. <laughs> is it? It's not a chain. It's pancake. unique to itself. It's not a chain, despite as many people who walk into mm, the place it, yeah. recommending that it is a particular chain. So what is your Re- like pers- recommending like they say you guys should franchise this? <laughs> no, they're saying why aren't we this? <laughs> do you what, what answer do you give them? I I sometimes I'm just baffled. I'm like, "No, we are not this place you think we are." Because look our shirt logo. <laughs> I mean, the first thing you see when you walk in on the mat is the logo that isn't the place that they want it to be. Yet they insist I think there's an easy fix if you change your name to not what they not. Think yeah. Rhymes with <laughs> lie top. <laughs> Wait, was that your pancake perspective? So your perspective this week is? Just look around. Just <laughs> look around. And then, and then uh, the last question I have is, what is your syrup of the week? What flavor this Ooh. week? Syrup of the week, we're doing, we had a heavy dose of strawberry. I strawberry. Out strawberry, like a dealer at Pato. I was just throwing it all around. So strawberries are a Got syrup it. of the week. Do you guys like fruit syrups? Like not just maple Ooh, syrup? People eat more than just maple syrup? Pers- right, personally, me, if you're getting like strawberry pancakes with strawberry syrup, that is overkill. Yeah, I mean, that's like dipping that's way too much. Doritos into cheese. Right, yeah. Like that insane. Like, yeah, I would equate it to that. It's too overkill. Like same with blueberry syrup and blueberry pancakes. It's, it's just too much. Favorite type of pancake? <sighs> Flat? What are you no, like like, like like chocolate Square? chip. Do you, well, no, yeah, I'm just, listening. Just plain pancakes. You don't like chocolate chip pancakes? No, I do enjoy chocolate seven. chip pancakes. Mm, well, Wait, sorry, Greg. I why I want to. I remember this coming up once, and I kind of want to dive into this. Justin, why don't you like homemade pancakes? Oh yeah. <laughs> Can we open there, up this, please? Uh, well. They're just never as good. Personal problem. You don't problem. have a griddle at home. Sounds like so, user error. No. Yeah. I, I'm, plus, you, you can only to? make one at a time. What are you talking about? What if fine? What if you make uh, like silver dollar pancakes? Who wants ones? to eat those? They're fun. They're smaller. <laughs> they're Here's fun. They're smaller. <laughs> right. Greg's got something. Do you make sliders well, at home? Sliders? Do I make sliders? Because that's no. the same thing. No. I like sliders, though. Do you eat oh, cocktail geez. weenies instead of Man, actual brats you. and yeah. hot dogs? <laughs> just just little... boiling up some cocktail weenies. No, I don't. A cocktail no. weenie fry? You eat regular-sized wieners. 
<laughs> Go ahead, Greg. Save us, please. <laughs> no, I was the the. I don't know. I just want to figure out how you make your pancakes that you don't like them. It's so making them wrong for one. Well, I make them in like a pan. And I don't listen. And I'm not like someone <laughs> it to be from Thank you, scratch Justin. or anything. Like, I but use, look, if I if I, I try to do two at a time, I'll pour one, <laughs> and then you just. You run out of room, so you have one that's like the ideal size and one that's like lopsided and smaller. Here's what you do: you stop whining, you do one (laughs) pancake at a time, and you then it gets cold. What are you? Put them in the oven. Yeah, Yeah, just just leave one or microwave it for five seconds. Make one big one. I I never like the Uncle Buck pancake. Yes, oh, awesome, awesome. That's what I do. (laughs) That you got to get a pan that big, but yeah, Yeah, you could do that. Pizza sheet, yeah. Ooh, right. Sounds no, like a podcast like waffles outing. I'll make at home, but if I want pancakes, I go to a okay, restaurant. Okay, but you make waffles at home because it comes well, with a waffle maker. I have a waffle, waffle maker. maker. Right. Yeah. You are not a pancake maker, it sounds like. Nor are you. I'm The a closest great, I, to I, us I, is Greg. Well, correct. I mean, but I, I, mean, I can make pancakes at home and not feel bad about myself. I would go out for waffles if we had a waffle house nearby. I'm not a waffle guy. Pancakes all the way. <laughs> nah, pancakes. Do you want to do this, Scott? Do you really want to do this? Yeah. Do you want, should we? We have pancake no, houses in our neighborhood, but we don't have waffle is houses. Is there an omelet house? Ooh, do those exist? Whoa. A fan of omelets? Big fan. Nah, Big not, fan. No. Oh, Overrated. yeah, baby. Load yeah, it up. Throw it all. Overrated. Do you if like gonna, if, 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 skillet if, or omelet? What's in your what? ideal omelet, Scott? Everything. You throw Everything. it in there. Squids. If I get somebody to make an omelet for me, if I'm at a hotel and and, and there's the chef How making much are we the omelet, you? you're at this hotel <laughs> that has ready-made omelets. <laughs> no, no, no. Nah, he goes, he goes, and he goes. The worst works. No, they'll, make, they'll make them. <laughs> <laughs> they'll make them for me. I just say everything, and they'll load that thing up. And somehow, some way, he or she has got to flip it over and make sure that it's all packed in there. And Wait sometimes a second. That's not easy. Are you telling me you're you're a regular somewhere for omelets, no. just like you're a regular at the grocery store where they messed with you and put the pancakes next to the deli meat? <laughs> oh, I forgot about this. I'm telling you, that's my, my theory. They're just messing with you. Greg, my, I walked into a, a local <laughs> grocery store. Okay, we gotta, will call it. It's got to rhyme with something. Yeah, it's got to rhyme with something. We will call uh, this it. This one's uh, tough to rhyme. Mm, because there's well, a while lot he's of... thinking, does door hinge rhyme with orange? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yes. Thank you. Okay, this continue. one's tough yeah. to rhyme because there's some. We will call it. Neg- there's you could go in a bad place. We'll here. call it sick and pave. Okay, I okay. went in there. Okay. That was good. And to the deli section, the deli section, and I'm looking at turkey, shaved ham, shaved turkey, turkey ham, ham turkey. Then I've got salami, tofurkey. Then I've got potato pancakes. All right, you know, talk about a crime. Then I there are pancakes stacked up right next to the hard salami. I shouldn't have, I don't know why I stressed that word. <laughs> <laughs> there are pancakes and they're they're standing up like like dominoes stood up. The pancakes are arranged in a way and I felt very awkward. So stood I asked up or like 
lay like you know just standing laying up. on top of each other. I picture like books. Like was there like a book holder? Like a yeah. Book Ooh, like, like along those li- right. If you were to stack them up and kind of yeah, domino. If dominoes were yeah, you know everybody knows it's like the Aunt Jemima decimal system. I ask. I started laughing because it was one of the oddest oh, things I ever saw. I asked the lady behind there. She was coming around to give me my salami order, and I, Greg, you okay? Yeah, I'm <laughs> just checking. And I started laughing, and I said, why are there pancakes next to the salami? And she looked down, and then she started laughing as well, as if I had just drawn it to her attention. And she's an employee here. She couldn't explain it. Every time I've gone back, and this is a couple months ago now, it's never been like that again. How do you explain that? I must that? say, I go to that same, what did you call it? <laughs> uh, sick and Pave. Sick and Pave. Yep. I visit that Sick and Pave frequently. You've been to and, my uh, Sick and Pave? Yes, that's my Sick and Pave. Wait a minute. You guys you can go, shop together. Get out of here. You, you go to that one? Oh, yeah. I've been waiting for the day. He's there every day waiting. Do you know, I live nearby, do you know, a week does not go by that an ambulance does not pull up to that Jeez. thing. A week does I, – I, I never go to that Sounds thing. Sounds like, is there a river nearby? <laughs> <laughs> Disgruntled <laughs> customer about the pancakes. There's always so, something weird in that place, and usually right. it's a person. Yeah, it's Scott. Um, Wearing their pajamas or their slippers <laughs> or they're sticking a cantaloupe. Welcome to Scott's Hill to Die In the dairy section. If you don't want the cantaloupe, <laughs> then walk back to the fruit – and vegetables and put it back. Oh, cantaloupe. Sorry, Greg, go ahead. <laughs> no, that's again, I was just going to say, you know, there's a Krispy Kreme a no. little down the road. Oh, shoot. Oh, Whoa. there's a. What's that oh, reaction? Yeah. We'll fix that in editing. Don't worry. Go ahead, Greg. I am trouble here. Establishment that. No, never mind. Krispy Reem? No. Oh, I saw an ambulance next to the. The donut place. The donut, yeah. The, I would picture really. a lot more ambulances there. You would think. At a donut shop? <laughs> Remember how hot that particular donut shop that oh, Greg no. mentioned was oh, yeah. when it first opened? Because it was. They're gone everywhere now. There's just that one. I went to a real they, live they, action they, one in Missouri. What is a live action? Like where they're actually still making the donuts. Well, That's do. what they do at all of them. That's what makes Not always. I mean, this yeah, place so interesting. The, you go uh, in and you get to see how the. Yeah, See, they, they make, they're, they're making them in all of them. They, it's just in the morning, though. They turn the light on. There was one like that was... Red Roof Inn. We'll leave the light on. Oh, you can't say that. Oh. <laughs> Not until they sponsor us. Ted Booth. Bin. <laughs> Do you have polls for us Ted this week, Justin? Tooth Tin. At the Ted Tooth Tin. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we did one of them. Uh, oh, here's another intriguing one. So... The way I kind of look at it is, if you go looking at geography here, what it feels like there's three like big cities, West Coast, East Coast, and Middle. I want to really say Midwest. Vegas, New Orleans, Miami. Are we in agreement? I'm very confused here. What are you talking what? about? I'm, Agreement on what? Vegas is like the big city out west. Like entertainment. I mean, there's sure. L.A., sure, but Vegas is <laughs> whatever. What about like Phoenix? No, it's not. Oh, it's yeah. L.A., Chicago, New York. That's where I, I mean, there are, there are, you know, rankings. I'm talking about like entertainment and like, oh, 
Yeah, because there's no entertainment. What Uh-oh. happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. There's an omelet Vegas. house in Vegas, by the way. I looked for an omelet house. There's a waffle house out there, too. Sure. Vegas, the same thing in New Orleans. Uh-huh. And Miami, I think. So is Miami the East Coast version of Vegas? What Ooh. happened to your brain? I don't like this I one. say, yeah. Not in, maybe in, like, the 80s, because, like, anything went... In Miami in the 80s. I don't think now. I bet, it's still, I bet it's still like I bet that. it still does. <laughs> same kind of attitude? Really? You think it's... Just more police, yeah. but same... I don't think anything changed, really. I mean, look at Jose Fernandez, right? Oh, come on, oh. man. Whoa, whoa, Seriously, whoa. what's wrong with you? <laughs> on today of all days. Why would you? you yes. You could have made, like, a giant on the boat joke. Seriously. Oh, man. Or, like, a you joke. What's today? Yeah, Sunday. Enough with Look, the morbid aquatic talk. I apologize, but I think Miami is like the East Coast version of Vegas. Why did this come up in your head? <laughs> what, what were you? Th- that's I need the context behind. I don't remember. I think it was because I was still locked in on that Heat series and still that you've been wrong about doubling down. Not one? yet doubling Let's down that the Heat were going to beat that. the Seventy Sixers and just thinking of like that crowd in Miami and like okay like. There's young people because it's cool and hip, but there's a lot of old people. And Vegas is the same way. There's old Vegas and there's new Vegas. So there's old Miami and there's new Miami. Huh. Yeah, I'm with Greg. Plus, I feel huh. like there's a Latin or Spanish influence in both places. And I can say that. That's fine. Okay, was that a poll or would you just want to bring that up? Well, yeah. I mean, overwhelmingly, 89% said no, it is not an East Coast. <laughs> and the other 11% were just real confused. Vegas. No, the other 11% were forward thinkers. Oh, wow. That's a good way to put it. I don't want to answer this poll because I still don't understand Okay, it. here's two what in one. What was the question? That's also a good point. Is Miami an East Coast version of Vegas? Oh. Here's a, here's, this is very, very coincidental here that these were already set in motion to be poll questions for this week, and then Greg and I had a similar experience Friday night where this very <laughs> I topic if you were bring that up. came up. Okay, so question number one, tacos, hard shell or soft? Soft. 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 Yeah, that's the overwhelming 75% said soft. Corn, yeah, so what did this caller say? Well, to corn or flour tortilla? Flour. Flour. Yeah, flour. It's 50-50. Really? Now, corn is good, but I feel like flour is more the everyday. Corn is only works with some things. I think, I think flour holds up better, too. With what it's, it's larger. That's, yeah. So Friday night, we're, Friday night we were doing a show. <laughs> this guy called in. And, uh, I heard this call. Really excited over the Bucks win. <laughs> said he was pumped because the Bucks won, and he's just sitting at home. Celebrating the Bucks win, eating tacos, mm. and he thinks I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Which at that second, I, text, grab, I texted Justin call. Uh, talking tacos after dark, which oh, I yeah. think is a great segment. <laughs> well, I can, you like, could relate to that. Uh, I could be offended, but that's actually. I do like tacos. I can relate to it. Yeah. yeah. The caller did it with such poise. Didn't even. What was his. What he was made- pumped. The Bucks won. I'm sitting here at home eating tacos, watching the Bucks win. This is a great night. You know what I mean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add the comment. <laughs> it was so awesome. It was so great. Everybody else listening had to be thrown hey, off. Cool. Like, Whoa. here's the thing, though, Justin. You took it in stride. You were just like, yeah. Anyways, what kind of what type of shell? 
I think part of it was still like, wait, what? <laughs> See, that's we have to just hold everything and just drill down into that question. Just and stop and how whoa, dare whoa, whoa, you? Whoa. How dare you right now? <laughs> or just why? I, I did ask him if he was eating hard shell or soft shell. I don't remember what he said, though. Still reeling over. That. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like you know what I mean. Oh, boy. Is that because? I would assume because of the last name. Really? And because I also watched the Bucks game, so he's killing two birds with one stone. But that's that. He doesn't realize that that's just your radio name. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Gersha. <laughs> <laughs> Welsh Polish mix. What else? What else you got any other polls this week? Uh, Amy Schumer is she the female Dane Cook? Ooh. Mm. Uh, I liked Dane Cook at one point. I uh, see. I say no because that's an insult to Dane Cook. Right. I, I Dane agree. Cook was funny, but then he got that joke stealing thing. But I feel like Amy, but Amy, see, Amy Schumer has the exact same thing right now, and I feel like people would say <laughs> Amy Schumer was funny five years ago. I don't know if also, I would go that far. I, this movie that she's in, now look, I'm not, there's other people around here that take up this cause more than I do. So this isn't a like, oh, how dare they do this? But, I mean, even I have to notice this. This movie, the plot line is we're supposed to believe Amy Schumer is disgusting looking and she gets a concussion and thinks she's attractive. We're doing shallow that in 2018. In well, it's that's a weird uh, yeah, shallow hell, but it's a weird that's who you pick. What is your take on Amy Schumer? Not funny. Yeah, and I'm she with steals you. jokes too. I uh-huh. don't. Does she really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't like anything about her. Well, I find her. I, I just I what, find her distasteful. Uh, see, look, it's fine too. I think the fine line is she does the whole like, oh wow, a woman talking like that, but it feels like it's done for an act. It doesn't feel genuine, and right. I think that is is old. Her like, outspoken. Yeah, I can't believe, like you said, a woman, a woman is word. saying this yeah. about sex, Maybe. about anything. Oh well, okay, been Can there, I, done that. Can I suggest a, maybe another comedic equivalency to Amy Schumer? Amy Schumer? Um, Carlos Mencia. Ooh. You don't like Carlos Mencia? No, he was a joke stealer, too. Now, he Greg, was? I, what? Greg, I feel oh, like this is just like the caller that we had on Friday. Right. You're you right? saying this because you're talking to me. No, Carlos no, Mencia, you've seen his stuff. Because, yeah, you know. Justin, you know, right? No, because really, wasn't he his No, he was... His he he was he on. Um, that's what, upsetting. What was he? he was on. Um, oh, he didn't he do Mark Maron's podcast where he talked about stealing jokes. He was a habitual joke stealer. Hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. And like yeah, and he would do it once he got big and famous and had those start started having more specials. People started recognizing like other comedians. That remember is, when I mean, he had a TV show that they were just desperate oh. of. The Chappelle oh. show was gone, so let's let's find another comedian and do a half-hour show. Comedy, right? Yeah, but like, it, look up his real his real name isn't Carlos. It's like something. I don't, I don't Johnson, know. It's not you know? Carlos Mencia. Are you, wait, are you serious? It's Johnson. Yeah. See, look. Yeah. So it's one of those like, hey, no. I play this act. His last name is I, actually Mencia, but his first name is Ned. <laughs> no, no, it is Ned Holness. Yeah, I knew it was something that it wasn't, you know, he, like, went with the identity, but it wasn't. Oh, he's so Honduran? Hard. 
Did I just ruin Carlos Mencia? He's also, uh, how yeah. fitting is this? Yes. I'm on his Wikipedia page right now. He's wearing a Kid Rock t-shirt in his Oh, picture. no. <laughs> so your credibility is lost. Kid Rock, WWE Hall of Famer, by the way. Says a lot. I Okay, admittedly, right now, I have seen Kid Rock. Oh, pause, I thought stop, we were... stop, stop. I've seen him live. Checked it. Weirder thing. Leonard Skinner opened up for him. Well, not Leonard Skinner, but... Well, but the you know the Leonard Skinner of as of not you know, the right. two point or point five I guess. <laughs> so, oh, but still that's backwards. That's backwards. when was this? Oh, Summerfest two thousand nine ten. <laughs> how did still this ha- how how did this happen too? How did what happen? How did they open? That up? You ended up at a Kid Rock concert. Oh, because we were going to go, because my buddy got tickets and was like, hey, you want to go see Leonard Skinner? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, I'm so down. And Oops. so we went, and it was like, they're not headlining? It's like, oh, no, they're headlining for Kid Rock. It's like, what? <laughs> headlining? It's 2010. That's incredible. That's terrifying. Did I tell you guys, um, oh, fitting, too, because he's here a week from today. Did I tell you guys my Bon Jovi story? Oh, no, What? <laughs> Well, a couple of stories, number one. Um, so when I was a kid, for some reason, still unbeknownst to me, and my parents for that matter, I was uh, the world's biggest Bon Jovi fan. We're talking like five to ten years old, maybe wow. e- maybe even like 12, pushing it towards like middle school. What does uh, a five-year-old get into? Well, so I always bon loved fan. music. What? So you still... Oh, it brings back the feels sometimes. <laughs> like if I'm in a bar and they play Shot Through the Heart. Guys, I need a minute um, alone. I know it's called You You Gave Love a Bad Name. But, uh, no, I, I mean, I always loved music. And when I was a kid, my dad would stay up with me at night, and we would just record MTV and just record videos and then watch them over and over. And when I was a kid, Bon Jovi was like the biggest act on MTV, him and Michael Jackson. So I loved him. I had those stupid, like – um, local church fair and county fair mirrors that you would get where they would screen print graphics on it. I had like Bon Jovi mirror and a Harley Davidson mirror. Uh, posters I'm sure I had. I'm sure I had like Tiger Beat magazine. So I had had all the cassettes. And uh, he came to Summerfest, I think it was like 92. I was like 10 or 11 years old. And I just remember begging my parents to take me. They got me tickets, I think it was announced this far in advance, that they got me tickets for Christmas. And like, here you go, you're going to Bon Jovi. So I went with my parents. And I remember getting into the crowd and, like, opening set, cool, these are great tunes, totally into the set list. But looking around that amphitheater and seeing this is all, like, 16-year-old girls, women that some would refer to as cougars, and, and then maybe you. some guys that are into Bon Jovi, and then me with my parents. And it was at that moment I wondered, what do my parents think about me right now? That was a seminal moment in your yeah, yeah. upbringing. I mean, I still listened to him. It was just closeted and uh, just kind of gave it up from that point forward. But when I was in school in the cross, one of my friends worked for, I think I could say his name, for Ron Kind. 
for congressman. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember yep. what he does. So my friend worked for him, and uh, John Bon Jovi was campaigning for him. And he was coming in, well, he was campaigning for uh, Gore, but Kind was there, and, and he was coming into town and doing this glad-handing and kissing babies. My friend had to pick him up and drive him to this bar, Bodega, Greg knows what it is, and uh, we he texted me and said, I'm picking up Bon Jovi. There's a small group of us that are going to go get drinks before he has to go do this. Come down here now if you want to meet him. So I showed up. There was like 15 of us right? just sitting there having beers with Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi. Was it actually wow. John Bon Jovi? Yes. Oh, come on. Just asking. Just in awe. I, like, I, I, did you ask him? I mean, did you interact? Oh, no, God. Just well, stared at him the whole like, time? Hey, Remember used, that one used time? Used to be a big fan, <laughs> and like the whole lead up was, I get the text from my friend. I'm looking at it like, oh my god, yeah. yeah. Uh, I probably had to work. Called in sick. Like, what do I wear? I don't even know. Uh, is he gonna think I'm weird? If what I do, do I this? wear? <laughs> yeah, it was. Now a big he is deal. gonna think it's weird. It was a big deal. Quite a day. It's terrifying. Quite a day. Wow. So then, flash forward to about what, like two months ago, when it was announced that uh, Bon Jovi's playing at the Bradley Center and. So I th- this is it, right? That it's just it all comes Bucks full. games and Bon Jovi is that's it. It all comes else, full circle. Right? What a way to close it out. Well, uh, I mean, there could be Bucks games too afterwards. Could be but Disney on Ice too. I think this is the last thing that's booked. Just that and any potential Bucks playoff games. So anyway, uh, I went <laughs> went to my parents' house, and this was coincidentally the day that they're like, "Oh, Bon Jovi's coming to the Bradley Center," and I remember I was in the living room with my with my dad. And that comes on the news because they still watch the news. And <laughs> the it turns to me and says, hey, you want to go see Bon Jovi? And I couldn't tell if he was serious or if he That's was That's a like, great joke. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know, Dad. So long story short, uh, you're So long story going short, we're going next yeah. Sunday. Oh, yeah, okay. me and my dad. Dude's All night right. out, Bon Jovi. Bro <laughs> trip, yeah. So was that it for the polls? That was it for the polls, yeah. Do you like Bon Jovi, I guess, can be uh, no. next week? Oh, come on. I don't know Stop bon from being such a big fan. Do you still like his like no. main hits? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, his main no. hits? Well, no. I mean, we like the deep cuts more. <laughs> like, right. lay your hands on fan. me more than you gave love a bad name. <laughs> bad of but, Roses, that was another but big if one. Living on a Prayer comes on in a bar. Then oh, who on. doesn't sing it? Although, so he just went in the Hall of Fame last week, and Howard Stern inducted him. But well, Howard Stern was instrumental in his career. He used to have him on the – he broke largely because of the Howard Stern show. So, really? Um, Howard Stern inducted him, and there's videos. HBO always airs this, like a month after it happens. There's videos on YouTube now where they played – I think he played You Gave Love a Bad Name. It's it's painful. Those high oh, notes no. are not possible, and it's, it sounds like karaoke. Well, look up a picture of him, too. He looks like a grandma right now because he's got really short, poofy gray hair. If you Google current day Bon Jovi, you'll think he's somebody's grandma. He kind of looks like John Elway. Oh. He looks a little bit like John Elway. Almost on the uh, Buffalo like Bills. 160 pounds. Yeah, that's true, too. He was a hot-looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> I want to end the show there. What? <laughs> You're saying it's a, hot, it's a hot-looking dude. There's your audio. You guys. know he almost owned the Bills. 
Who? John Bon Jovi. Who cares? Are you serious right now? What's Almost owned the Buffalo Bills. He, he owned that team with the Jaws, didn't he? The Philadelphia Soul. Soul? Yeah, yeah. The, the Soul, that's right. That's quite a team, too. But I can't wait to see the Hall of Fame speech. Here's that he a gives. poll suggestion. Worst song to hear at a karaoke bar. And then list like mm. Bon Jovi, you like, oh, you're like Don't Stop Believing. Oh yeah. Or, Big or fan? Grease. People grease in Greece all the time. Oh Bars, yeah. Those I never are, got that. Um Meatloaf. What is it? Paradise <laughs> by the Dashboard Light. That one's right. on all the time. That's also terrible. We didn't really get to a lot of sports today. That's all right. Next week, Greg will come back. We'll talk next about week. it next week. All right, Greg. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate right. it. See you, Greg. So that's it.